0: Hello and welcome to Devices of Issues, the foul-mouthed, for comic book podcast, where two comic fans and two non-comic fans talk about controversial comic books and comic book history. I'm Sly. I'm Ryan. I'm Phil, and I'm Daryl. So Daryl is Hi. the one who picked these comics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why'd you pick them? Why? Why'd you do this to us? I'm I'm a
1: non-comic fan, but I grew up with like certain select few bits of comics like we already did Death head which was very formative during my uh very young years <laughs> and then during my teenage years uh my mother collected fantastic fours because that's her favorite superhero team and she had me read uh volume three uh, and specifically mark wade's run of fantastic four and i really enjoyed it and i wanted to revisit it because i feel like this was like a uh a fairly big part of my life or at least like a, a regarding comics that this was fairly formative for me and how i saw like a team like the fantastic four whereas i read like nothing else so i, I had nothing else to base on and i was like oh this is really cool like i'm surprised more people don't talk about this i wanted us to visit it too because i feel like a lot of people only know dr doom through the whatever the movies he's in and dr <laughs> yeah. doom is a really theatrical. An arrogant and awesome villain, and they never do him enough justice in any media that adapts him. And I wanted to showcase what I think like is is pretty good core Doom.
0: So uh, we're doing sixty-seven to seventy of Volume Three, and uh, five hundred when it goes back to the original numbering of the first series, because yes. that's I think comics did back then. And they still do. They act like this past thing. They always change the numbering around.
1: New issue number one. And then they get to a point where they're like, "We'll just go back to the original like issue numbering."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to have the fresh new issue ones, but they want to have the prestige of being issue five hundred too, mm-hmm. and, and it becomes confusing. Uh, so, can somebody clarify what happened up to this point before we got to this story?
2: <laughs> okay, so the Fantastic Four is a franchise that I it was my first Marvel franchise too, but I started from the beginning, and then eventually I hit a point where I was like, "This is really boring," and I skipped ahead, and in. <laughs> Before Mark Wade took over, I've never read that stuff. But from what I've gathered, the Fantastic Four went through like a really dark, crappy '90s period where, like, I think Reed Richards was dead, and Sue Storm had a boob window for a while to symbolize mm. her missing heart or something. Boob window. <laughs> Those are the main comics I read, by the way. So you are fucking.
1: <laughs> yeah, <not> the <laughs> where it cuts out a hole in their costume to show their cleavage, like um, what's your name, Power
0: Girl. Power Girl. Yeah, oh. exactly. Uh, the four is like a boob window. <laughs> I, I like those comics just because they had Scott Lang in them. Uh, so <laughs> fuck you, Mike, for trying show up. But they're terrible comics. I'm sorry. So
2: the main thing is what what Marvel tried to do is like coming out of the 90s, like after they went bankrupt and everything, the new editor in chief Joe Quesada tried to like rebrand and re- Joe Quesada. Joe Quesadilla, tried to rebrand and relaunch a lot of Marvel properties with like really prestige creators. So we talked about Kevin Smith's Daredevil, which was part of this line, and even though we didn't like it, like it still falls under that banner. And also things like putting Grant Morrison on X-Men or, like, JMS on Spider-Man. And, like, all these, like... Around this era is, like, the start of modern Marvel. So most of the time, if you're starting these franchises, this is where you would start. Like, the beginning of the Casada era. And Mark Wade is one of my favorite writers. And he took over Fantastic Four with issue 60. So this is still very early in his run. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is, like, his, like, second or third arc. And he tried to, he was the first writer in a really long time to go back to like the family like the core dynamic of the team where it's like they're a family first and a superhero team second and he branded it as the Imaginauts cuz it was all about like the science fiction exploration like we talked about it in the Jack Kirby stuff when we did some of like the like this man this monster of like all about like exploring new terrain and everything
1: yeah and a lot of the previous issues like before this when Mark Wade took over, he does a lot of that stuff where it opens with, like, read in another universe, and, like, uh, the thing is making jokes with him about, like, what are these bugs, Stretcho?
2: Yeah, and, and it's, like, like a that. return to that Stan Lee dynamic, but with more, like, modern writing styles and sensibilities. Mm-hmm. And like, a lot he... of
1: dialogue, not a lot of a narration.
2: Yeah, exactly, and the... The main plot thing that happened right before Mark Wade took over was the Fantastic Four, Reed and Sue, Mr. and Mrs. Fantastic, I guess, had they had had a son in the seventies, but they just had a daughter. Uh was the daughter Mark Wade
0: or was that before
2: it Mark was It was before Mark, Mark Wade. Wade. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wow. was right before Mark Wade, where Valeria, their daughter, had to I never read the story, so I don't know exactly the context, but for some reason, no one could deliver her safely except Dr. Doom, so yeah, he delivered her? Yeah, that was
3: such her. a weird <laughs> detail they added. And they're like, oh, by the way, remember when Dr. Doom, my arch nemesis, delivered my child? <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, and I never read that stuff, but that's also, like, Dr. Doom named her Valeria as, I think that was, like, part of, like, the bargain because he was the only one who could, like, do the doctor stuff to save yeah, the kid. he got her I don't godfather. Know. Because yeah. they
3: said, they, the way they describe it in the comic is, like, b- when people with, Mute like radioactive bodies try to have kids they miscarry or something
2: yeah and in the 80s they had tried to conceive a second child and sue miscarried Mm. and so i so i assume that when they tried again they took extra precautions and dr doom was there but he names her valeria and this story kind of picks up with us learning about who valeria was and why he picked that name
3: uh (laughs) old valeria (laughs) <laughs>
2: yeah yes yeah, so that's
0: why i assumed it was uh, uh later to the run than it was because valeria is like pretty big in the modern comics but I-, I always read it and i'm like where the fuck did you come from like i never read a single comic with you in it
2: i don't know when she got born but i think it was pretty recently before this
0: yes yeah, so, but it w- was it w- there was some mystery before this but it wasn't mark wait's history mark Waite came in yeah relative- exactly
2: uh, okay so that's good to know okay yeah so her being born everything happened already.
3: Uh, i i've heard so many of these names before because you guys mm-hmm. Whenever I heard you guys talking about comics, even back in college, it was always like, Mark Wade, Joe Quesada. And I was looking – so I, I've started to try to look at the credits in comics and see if I recognize a lot of the names. Mm-hmm. And I like seeing Mark Wade, writer, uh, blah, 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 Joe Quesada, editor-in-chief, Stanley and Jack Kirby, unforgettable. That's their <laughs> that's their job.
2: <laughs> and one thing I also want to point out is this is – it wasn't just Mark Wade's one. This is also uh, Mark Ringo's run. And Marco Ringo was, like, a really, really popular and iconic artist at the time, but he passed away really young. Mm -hmm. So he's, like, one of these, like, iconic early 2000s artists that, like, wasn't around for that long, but most of the things he touched were, like, definitive character designs of the time. And, you know, just like to to point that out. Mm -hmm. His art's interesting. It's, like, it's
1: this weird, like, melding... Of yeah, style. of like cartoonish but not too cartoonish, type of a style.
0: It does feel very Disney's the best way to put it. it uh, I think it's kind of perfect for the Fantastic Four. Uh, at least the yeah. way the the um post. Like I think Stanley and Jack Kirby are my favorite like creative team on Fantastic Four. But I think past that era, the more modern like family oriented mm-hmm. Fantastic Four, I think they're perfect because it's like it's very like Disney. It's basically Incredibles like uh, mm-hmm. like it is like, very incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
2: Pixar exactly. And which is funny because the Incredibles are basically just Fantastic for anyway. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So issue sixty-seven opens with a narration about Doctor Doom. He he's not in his full armor. He has like a Phantom of the Opera mask on almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's with a fortune teller, and he has a locket with a beautiful woman. That and it looks like a really old school locket. And he's looking for this woman. He calls Valeria. Doctor Doom is in this like small town in Georgia that's known for having a bunch of fake, like fortune tellers, mm-hmm. and he's just going from fortune teller to fortune teller, expositing and, for us. <laughs> yeah, expositing, trying to, it, trying to g- track down this woman, that, that uh, the her trail ends here, and we keep getting all these flashbacks of a young Doctor Doom before he was all like deformed in his home country of Latveria. And they talk about how he was part of a gypsy tribe that was, like, feared in their area and run out of town. And Valeria was, like, the only one that he, like, got along with and understood him. And they it's a very, like, falling in love montage kind of, you know, kind of scene. And it's just him, like, walking around and doing his own magic as well. Like, he's doing tarot card readings. And he says, like, I hate... I hate that I have these that I have to go to these like fake fortune tellers, but this is where the trail leads.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then it recaps his origin. That she said, you, "You're going, you're going too far away from your roots. All these Americans want you to come to their schools. You have to choose between your high science or me." And he leaves her and goes to America and meets Reed Richards. And the machine blows up in his face, and he becomes the evil Doctor Doom. He also
3: says in this flashback that like Reed Richards sabotaged his experiment and deformed him and I was like
0: what <laughs> that doctor doom's perspective that's doctor doom as an untrustworthy na- narrator like yeah like, i know
3: like, I, I i figured it later on but i'm like is this like a retcon or
2: well part of the, the part of like the lore is reed richards says you know your math is wrong and doctor doom is so convinced that he's smarter than reed richards that he refuses to believe it and then when the machine blows up he, the only explanation he can believe is that reed right. sabotaged it right mm-hmm so now he finally finds a psychic that's actually a real psychic a little
1: important thing to know about the story is everyone's getting some things right when they're talking about it like they know like valeria's mm-hmm. name or they're able to guess that like that he was in love with this girl that he had to like make a choice between so they're technically right and he keeps blowing everyone off as like they're they're so far beneath doom that I, it doesn't i, I, I
0: thought matter. that from what i interpret that was supposed to be context clues and also like they say like oh uh, uh, that's uh, that's that's your mother, right? I can see because of the eyes, and like oh, yeah. uh, they make you think it's a gypsy, but it's not. And like he talks to them, and then he's like, "No, you're a charlatan." Like it's, I think just to bait and switch. Like they they use context clues generally, and now Doom is just realizes through the conversation that they're they're charlatans that they should they they they, they don't have any powers whatsoever. Hmm. Mm.
2: I, yeah, I I think it's I could see it both ways. I took it as they're charlatans, but you know that's. It, it it also fits with Doctor Doom to be like you don't know what you're doing. Even yeah, though and this is
0: also this is also Doctor Doom's perspective and a lot of the story. Like, yeah. yeah. They, they don't they don't uh, illustrate like how much of a hypocrite Doctor Doom is. Like mm-hmm. it's pretty obvious if you know him. Most of the stuff is bullshit, but um. Yep. So yeah, uh, yeah.
2: So then he finally finds this one psychic who has him looking at crystal ball and it actually reveals the house that she's staying at. And he's like, "What?" She says, "We're not all posers, you know. The woman you seek is there, just down the street, and Victor, she's waiting for you." So he goes there and he sees this older woman that's Valeria, and he's like, I've changed so much, I mean you no harm and she was she's been hiding oh, from him intentionally this I, whole time. I
3: do wanna include the fact that the the setup of the story, he says, I made a fateful decision when I was younger, and it set that it set the course of my life that way. Like my like even when someone's reading his palm, like they're like your lifeline changed when you were young. And so what they're saying is like he chose like like Ryan said earlier, he chose science over his homeland and valeria Mm -hmm. and so they're setting it up that he wants to go back and change that choice and to Mm -hmm. go make the other decision
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
2: yeah so he gives her the locket and she says she opens it she goes dear god were we ever that young and he's like yes but only one of us was foolish i love you please come back to me and she's like to who you know the the boy i fell in love with doesn't exist anymore and they, they argue back and forth a little bit where he's like, I want to make that choice again. I want to choose again. And she says, I can't I can't help you, Victor. The love I had for you is gone. And he takes off his mask. And, you know, we, we don't see him, but it's the deformed it, He's silhouetted
1: in darkness. It's one of yeah, the, like, exactly. the classical, like, oh, and they never show you the scars. Yeah,
2: yeah, but she still looks him in the eyes and he says, that's how I know that you're still in love with me. Because everyone else is repulsed by me, but you still see the person that you love. Mm-hmm. And you, you no longer need to be ruled by fear. We can, we can be together. I intentionally came here without my armor to show you that I'm rejecting science and that, like, I'm I'm going back to the, you know, the person I will. If you if you will be the one to save me, I give. He you opens my most... up
3: the music box that they made together in the first montage. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: it says I give you my most solemn word of honor, Valeria. Your love will make me a changed man, and she hesitates. And she's like, "Oh, we've have, we've have so much to discuss." And he says, "Understood. Just tell me that there's a chance for us." And she says, "Certainly," and takes his hand. And then he says, <laughs> "Excellent." And the locket <laughs> such a ex- dick move. <laughs> the the locket like explodes in this green hellfire. And she says, "What's happening?" As her whole body gets covered in runes. And he's like, "My life is changing." As she screams on the floor. When I was young, I made a fateful choice. I chose science over sorcery, and I wanted to choose again. And he reveals that he made a pact with demons that he would become the <laughs> ultimate sorcerer if he sacrificed something that meant a lot to him. So, as he's expositing this, he says farewell, my love, and she burns up into a skeleton.
1: N- not just that, her flesh her skin. skin rips yeah. off of her and becomes his new armor. Yeah, he yeah, has flesh so armor now.
2: He says, "I will miss you more than you will ever imagine," and now he has this like Doctor Doom flesh armor, and he's like, "And I will always hold hold you close to <laughs> he's, me."
3: He's such an asshole too, because he comes back to his ex girlfriend after like forty years, and he's like, "You're the only thing I really want. Like, you're the most important thing I could kill to make the demons happy." <laughs> yeah.
2: And like he, it's because they spent, and that's the end of the issue. So because they spent the entire issue, like, it's like, is he really going to be a changed man? Is like, cause it, <laughs> it, it, he seems pretty genuine about it. And then he's just like, no, fuck you. You're dead. No, it's, it's, it's
3: also this thing that he keeps doing where he's like, uh, it's like, it's not the spirit of the words he says. It's like the exact words. Like I will be changed. I yeah. was, <laughs> it's like, yeah. so he keeps doing this throughout the whole thing. And I guess that's that must be part of his thing where he's like, I always honor my promises, but like, he doesn't, yeah. he just,
1: it's like, Only the literal words. He's like a fucking genie that's, like... (laughs) (laughs) I like when you look back through it. Like, there's that one point where he's divining tarot cards in his room. And, like, the entire page is textless. But it shows you outside of the room is a bunch of electronics that are just scattered along the floor. Because since he's rejecting science and technology, he's trying to go back to his foundation. Like, his gypsy roots of just trying to use sorcery and magic to find out stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's cool. Again, like... I've talked at length about how I dislike a lot of overwrought text, and that's my big problem with a lot of old comics is there's so many words where it's like this is a completely textless scene, and it conveys everything it needs to without yeah. going overboard. Without being like, I needed to discard like the TV because it reminded me of yeah, technology. I agree. Yeah. It's show instead of tell.
3: Yeah, yep.
2: and the one thing I want to say about Mark Wade that I, the reason why I think he's one of like the biggest like masters of the comic book craft is because he does such a good job at balancing the overarching story but also telling a full story in one issue mm-hmm. like this is setting up like dr. Doom's sorcery and all this stuff. but you feel at the end of this like that is what that is like a full story right there where he is it goes through their whole backstory, it goes through their whole relationship and then it resolves everything. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of writers write just like you could tell that this is written to be read in six issues and not just one and some only write in one like stan lee mostly it's beginning and end beginning and end with like subplots in the background but Mm -hmm. i feel like mark wade balances them really really well here
1: Mm -hmm.
2: so the next
3: issue opens up with introducing us to the fantastic four and their
1: shenanigans where in in this run specifically this is like missing context i also like that i get to be this person now where i'm like (laughs) wait hold on guys there's missing context Johnny Storm has been given he's the head of their like finances and stuff and so yeah. if the thing needs any money which is what it opens with he has to come to Johnny to ask for it. it's like hey I want to buy like new pants or we need a new car and Johnny and the thing have a very like um, almost aggressive relationship yeah. with how much they make fun of each other.
3: Like, Johnny won't give him money for, like, the week. And so <laughs> the thing ends up dropping a giant water balloon on him. Um, <laughs> like, a giant,
0: when we say giant, we mean, like, the size of, like, a meteor. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. And then we switch to introducing us to um, Mr. Fantastic and... Sue Storm Sue Storm, and they're a, Woman They're in another dimension Where everyone has Three eyes And three arms And they speak Trinary code So <laughs> Reed Richards is like 0122 two, one, two.
0: <laughs> And all the trees are uh, Purple And like uh, Colors are trippy. And they're
3: here for like um, Some photon batteries That they can Advance science with
1: yeah, this is clearly, like, the Imaginots thing Ryan was alluding to earlier, where it's, yeah. like, he wants to go back to the sci-fi roots of just, like, every day they're in a new dimension.
3: Yeah, it's also, like, if you, like it, it reminded me a lot of, like, if you've ever watched Rick and Morty, like, every episode they just start out, yep. like, yes. in another dimension, and, and they're just doing whatever shenanigans. Like, very much like that. But they also set up a lot of – this is one of the things that irked me, I think, is how much they set up the science versus magic, like, fight is, like mm-hmm. – They start talking while they're sailing around in Sue Storm's telepathy. Like (laughs) She says something about magic, and he's like, I don't believe in magic. And and then they have this whole argument where she's like, oh, come on. You're being close-minded.
1: You've seen sorcery. No, I've seen a science I haven't bothered to explore. She says, not everything can be explained by science. And he says, bite your tongue.
0: I'm I'm curious, Ryan. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Reed Richard, more and I did. Was this like? It, it doesn't seem out of character for him, but like, it, is this a thing that has had? Like, he
2: sees magic stuff, and he's like, "This has to be a scientific reason for this." Uh, Reed is Reed is always trying to scientifically explain everything. Like, there, I can't think of a single Fantastic Four story that isn't. Well, I won't get ahead of myself. <laughs>
0: I, I will I will say like, uh, like it doesn't seem it doesn't seem that far fetched for like, because uh, I don't I can't think of a context where he did this before. But it seems that that far fetched that he will be. Uh, uh, he's so scientific as a character; won't be that far fetched that he would uh, assume there must be something that he can figure out eventually. Yeah,
2: I mean this this is pretty in character, in especially
1: because the yeah. Fantastic Four dynamic I feel like hinges upon Reed coming up with a problem, like a way, a solution to solve a problem, where it's like oh you know if we do this then this problem gets solved. Like he's always the thinking man.
3: It, it seems like I, I understand that. Like uh-huh. I, I like you know things have to make sense, and you're trying to make like analyze and make sense of things. But can't it just be that then you figure out the rules of magic? Like, it's <laughs> weird that, that, that you live in a world where you hang out with Doctor Strange and you're like, but magic's not real. Like-
2: <laughs> well, no, but he it's like the same thing like when the first Thor movie came out. I remember you saying that because you saw it before me that you really like it because it wasn't like just this like magical god thing. It was they were just like a super scientist, like sciencey uh, race that we race. didn't understand yet. Yeah.
0: Well, that's the thing that uh, uh, in the in Marvel comics it's not that there's a clear distinction between yeah us, magic and science. So, mm-hmm. like in the movies, they they uh, had it. So, if you know enough science, you become it's like magic to everyone else. Well, here it is like there's something that we will never understand because he's not magic, and uh, there's a clear division between magic and science.
2: And like yeah. think about like the Doctor Strange ones we've done like when it's it's supposed to be like mind blowing trippy where like it doesn't it doesn't make sense. It like the whole thing is like only the best sorcerers aren't driven mad by this world. Mm-hmm. Like and and in Marvel it's very clearly that like magic and science are different things.
3: Yeah, I just I feel like there's so many wizards in the Marvel universe that at some point <laughs> you're like I guess the, the magic has to be real like <laughs>
1: Well, Re- Reed's a big thing too, which the story explores. Is Reed's arrogant, just like Doom is. Yeah. Like they're, they're almost two sides of the same coin, in that yeah. they're very vain and they're very like they think they're the best. It's just that Doom uses his stuff for very selfish reasons, whereas and Reed doesn't.
3: W- like he's willing to wear his ex girlfriend's skin. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Like he's like complete. Uh, like that's yeah, pretty like ho- that's maniacal. pretty far. But <laughs> yeah. uh, okay,
1: so which is why Do- Doom's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's about other villains are like uh i have to like hook up with a girl and then later on in life you're like i better go find them again and kill them not just kill them. I'm gonna go wear their skin so so hell is happy.
2: But like, there's something about like when Doctor Dune does it. It's not like it doesn't feel as like edge lordy as like other comics we've covered where people wear each other's skin. <laughs> but like, it's more well, like I, I think it's part of so it's because
1: diabolical. He, he doesn't do it because he's like this would be like funny if it happened. Like he's not evil. It's, it's for not evil sake. Yeah, he's like I need to expand my power, yeah. and this is the place I've come to. It's like so I'll
0: do it. If Mark did this, it'll be mean, mean spirited It'll be just make the reader feel bad. Like the, re- the character will turn to the reader and say, "Fuck you!" I'm going to look at her skin, you motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: I've always liked you know the lotion you use <laughs> as he puts yeah. on the skin. So um, we cut to New Adelan, which is the fucking. I don't Inhumans. remember the name of the team. The Inhumans on the moon, which was they... so
1: good because like when I was reading this, I had no. I guess I I don't remember them, so I had no idea who they were this time. And then I see, I'm like, oh my god, Medusa. Oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and they're babysitting
3: the. Uh, uh, Reed and Sue's kids for whatever Friends reason. And, they, and, yeah. they put them on the moon for babysitting. Um, I guess that's safe. Uh, I mean, yeah.
2: their house is getting blown up by supervillains all the time. I yeah. feel like the the moon is a good place. <laughs> yeah. I, when I yeah. said
3: I guess that's safe, I'm like, I guess like for this for this world, I guess that's
2: right after Mark Wade's run. Uh, CPS comes and tries to take the kids away because they're like, you can't just bring them to the moon and always <laughs> uh, supervillains like destroy them.
3: Yeah. <laughs> We have some little story here where the Johnny Storm's trying to get back at the thing and uh, Reed Richards is like, I'll help you. And then in the kitchen, here's where we get a lot of our backstory about Valeria, the child. Um, and, and the thing and Sue Storm are hanging out and...
2: And everyone's trying to get Valeria to say her first words. Yeah, that's Like important. every scene she's
3: in. Even on the moon, they're like... Uh, the the Inhumans are like trying to get her to say her first <laughs> word. And they're, they're basically giving us backstory here on how Doctor Doom had to deliver her. <laughs> And, um, uh, but they're like, she's safe though. And, you know, we, we won't let, ever let him get near her again. And she's playing with some building blocks and in the face of the block, uh, <laughs> fucking Dr. Doom is like, hello, I'm Victor Von Doom.
0: <laughs> Basically she's like, um... Uh, sleeper agent from Battlestar This is,
2: like,
1: yeah. the music. <laughs> I love it because the next scene is Doom standing inside a pentagram with candles <laughs> around it, with, like, human hands holding up the candles. And it's just a giant baby face that he's <laughs> expositing to. So much yeah. exposition to this baby who cannot speak English. And
3: he's like, once before, years ago, your <laughs> yeah. father was called upon. And he basically is expositing to us and to Valeria about mm-hmm. um, how part of his elaborate scheme of revenge it has been the day he delivered her he put a spell on her and basically made him made her his familiar yeah like, so now that yeah.
0: she can see through her and like he can, talk to yeah him, he so can yeah. he
3: can do sorcery through this baby what's another fucking <laughs> like thing that he always talks about his honor it's so like hypocritical is like he's like I said I wouldn't harm you and that's true but I'm gonna kill your whole family I think anyone you asked would that be considered harming me if you killed my family <laughs> yes I think well,
0: yes I don't, it's, it's pretty obvious that he's a hypocrite like, yeah it's again that
3: like the monkey's paw wishes or like the genie stuff where you're like I guess if you argue if you argue it a certain way like you're not physically harming the baby yeah. but yeah he says like yeah I'm gonna kill your family um, so anyway and then while Reed's hanging out in the lab trying to use his thing-punishing gun, <laughs> it basically starts, like, hellfire starts coming out of the gun, and it grabs... They're trying to teleport the, his son away, Franklin, to to the moon for safety while they yeah, figure the, out...
0: The, the, the thing is, she's trying, trying to grab Franklin, so they're like, we gotta get Franklin out of here, so they try to teleport him to the moon.
3: And as he's jumping through the teleporter... Um, the teleporting location changes from the moon to hell. Yeah, <laughs> literally. I literally, like, literally
0: we think we're joking. It is literally hell.
3: Literally hell. And at the same time, in the kitchen, they're like, oh, she's about to say her first word. Can you say mama? Can you say dada? And she goes, doom. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah, it just says doom. Uh, and then, so the issue ends with her saying doom, uh, Franklin jumping through the portal, and Reed's tr- trying to stop him at the last second, and you see him being grabbed by demons in hell. Yep. yep. And that's how the issue ends. Is. I'm like, that's a pretty cool way to end. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Really, I think it is. The issues do have a good a momentum going. And even, yeah.
2: like, the, the way that they do... Like, I'm just gonna just always jerk off Mark Wake because I so much. <laughs> but, like, the way, like, they open as... Like, the issue opens with the montage of, like, here's Johnny and Ben doing shenanigans. Here's Reed and Sue exploring this place. And they, like, talk about magic and technology here. Here's... The kids on the moon, just like, and it looks like they're just picking them up from the from their babysitter. But then by the end of the issue, he's trying to send him back to the moon. Where like, if that, if those two pages weren't there, I'm sure Phil, you would have been like, why the fuck is he sending this kid to the moon?
3: Yeah, I Mm -hmm. I do think that the issues are structured very well. um, In in that, like you guys said before, best I think that. This issue is a concise story. Like I could read this and be like, I get it, and it, it had a be, mini, like beginning, middle, and end, and I'm interested to read
0: more. You know, it's especially mm. impressive because uh, it's a very Tyson four is pretty continuity heavy. Yeah, that stuff.
1: and and like again, I want to stress how great it is that Mark Wade, like how cool that he doesn't use narration boxes at all. Everything because I just realized even the Doom exposition stuff is him talking to us. That mm. all of it's just like interpersonal. It's all dialogue based.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right, so we should mention, by the way, that this uh, story is called Unthinkable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, I guess because it's unthinkable that Doom would have magic powers? Or yeah, but it's thing? also
1: like what what's happening in the Fantastic Four. And also Reed having to think about things that are unthinkable. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. That would make the most
0: sense. Okay, so uh, so uh, the Sun is now in hell, so uh, <laughs> uh, Johnny Storm tries to fight to a portal and try to save him, but uh, the demons spit hellfire at him. And it burns his leg, and he's like, "Oh wow, I haven't been burned since we first got our powers." Yeah, and he, he's
1: freaking out while he, he's doing that too, because clearly, you know, if you're a fire dude, you're not used to feeling hot heat being on fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So and the thing show up, and uh, with Valeria, and they're like, "What's happening?" And uh, the control panels uh, melted, so now they can't get uh, Franklin out anymore. And the energy
3: is just this like hell fire. This hell energy is just like floating around in like a swirl around the like the room.
1: Yeah, and, bl- and destroying all of Reed's equipment and there's smoke everywhere.
3: It's funny because they called, like, this is the Dr. Doom comic and they said Doom, but I keep kept thinking of Doom the video game because of, like, how much... I'm like, this is, hell? like, what happens. You go to hell and yeah. hell comes on Earth and you're, like, everything's melting and demons. I'm like, this is, you know, I want, I just want to see one of them pull out a shotgun and go in there.
0: But, uh, so then, uh, Valeria... Uh, Reed not that Valeria has uh, uh, brown eyes or reddish eyes. Red eyes, yeah. yeah. Instead of, uh blue so he's like doom it must be my he daughter grabs her, her. he grabs her and starts shaking going get out victor leave my family alone <laughs> I, I, okay I like doom starts talking immediately she's like shoot enough just right to Valeria. it'd be funny if doom just kept acting uh evil through Valeria and never thought he was crazy
2: but. <laughs> well the thing that i like about this a lot is reed is like kind of losing it he's like don't hide behind my children you coward where are you show yourself and everyone's like grabbing reed like stop shaking your goddamn baby <laughs> yeah, and ben's like yo get a grip we'll fix this and like Reed is always so, like, cold and calculated, and I like that his... As soon as his kids were in danger, he, like, loses it. Mm-hmm.
1: Which is yeah. uh, which is usually the case, I feel. is yeah. Reed's, like, always oh, fine, and then his kids are in danger, and because he blames himself for them being in danger, he starts to really lose it, control. Not just
3: blames himself. It is his fault. He's, yeah. It, like, <laughs> I feel like it, how often superheroes get their families killed and stuff, it's <laughs> like, you have to take some responsibility for that.
1: Yeah. Well, it's hard because you either, like, you see them or they're on the moon their whole life.
3: yeah. Yeah, I mean it's like Jack Bauer, you know. <laughs> um, I also want to say the art I think is pretty cool. Where like when when Valeria starts when Doom starts talking through the baby Valeria, and he goes soon enough, Richards. You see like it starts zooming in on her eyes, and in his you can see Doom in in her eyes, and he, the Doom in her eyes is saying soon enough. But you know it's like her the baby saying it. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a cool art effect.
0: Yes. Yeah, uh, so then they cut to Doom in his pentagram, and he's talking to 3D music giving him his power, and they're eating human flesh. And I find it funny because we talked about how it looks like Pixar, but like it's very QC art style. But the, top, the subject matter is extremely dark. Like yeah, like Doom's the, the
1: demons themselves the look kind of yeah. silly.
0: <laughs> yeah, like they're all different colors, pink and blues and yellows, like very c- cartoony colors. Mm-hmm. But again, Doom is wearing flesh armor. They're eating <laughs> human flesh as they target to him, and like it's and the whole art style is very cartoony. It's 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 one of those weird things in comics where they can't get the tone right. Uh, but
2: like. It's, it still works overall.
0: Mm-hmm. It the does. What I and like and
2: about this conversation <laughs> is the demons are like, don't forget that you couldn't have done any of this without us. And Doom's like, choose your words carefully, demon. Victor Von Doom bows before <laughs> no other. I acknowledge you, yes, as allies, not masters. And he's talking to like the lords of hell. And they, yes. they're they like,
3: okay. And whatever. they
2: gave him his
1: power. They're like...
3: <laughs> and they laugh a little bit. Yeah. Like one of them is snickering. They're like, okay, yeah. 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 We're from hell, so. Yeah,
0: and they do eventually find, uh, the three demons eventually find Franklin Hell take him and the uh, first the team is feeding off to go save him in their fantastic car uh, in the meantime this is, uh, doom has magic powers Ben decides to call up dr. strange and uh, dr. strange is like oh I can't come sorry and it turns out he's possessed he's being swarmed by demons and demon and like uh, the demons have a sneak attack he on says him.
3: Li- he says like oh I'm not interested like I, I don't care uh, what dr. doom's doing and then he says like but you know potentially he could have taken me surprised with a demonic assault and then it zooms out and there's just demons holding up the phone and like fucking
0: him. Yeah, like a little imp- 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 impish demons like, um, like, uh, little, like, that, like, minstic demons like little, like, really tiny, like, goofy... Imps. Like, yeah. imps. They are like, imps, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Which is one of the, like, the weird things when I was reading back through this because, like, when I first read this, I did, had no idea what Doctor Strange even was outside of magic, dude, whatever. But I always thought, like, science could beat magic when I first read Marvel and stuff because I hadn't read any, like cosmic fights or any time where magic was necessary because again it's like reed richard solves it through science and it was one of the weird things like reading this and being like i don't think dr strange would fall to dr doom But he's not falling to the gym, he's falling to hell. And also, yeah. like, they say,
0: like, uh, later on, since he, he sne- snuck at... Like, we saw that Doctor Strange because it gets snuck attacked by a guy who sneaks into his window with a dagger. Called guy. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. He gets <laughs> he, he just probably gets snuck attacked by Doctor Doom. But I will <laughs> say, it's funny, it, it is funny, though, that Doctor Doom's plan hinges on Reed Richards not stopping by Doctor Strange's house first because yeah. so entire plan completely out- unfolds
2: if... We just visit Doctor Strange. But that's, Strange that's the
1: beauty is Doom knows Reed really. is like, I know you're going to come to that area to come
2: And me. also Reed <laughs> won't like get Doctor uh, Strange's help, and even Ben's like, I called Doctor Strange, and he's like, "Why? Magic's not even real." And he's like, "Yeah, he keeps saying it.
3: They keep they go as the issues go on, they get thicker and thicker on like the like you have to give up on science and go magic. Like yeah, magic's but he, real.
0: But even even if even if like Reed doesn't uh, accept Doctor Strange
2: and uh, uh, knows actual magic, he
0: knows Doctor Strange can fucking warp reality. So he
2: knows whatever <laughs> science he has. But even and, but so Reed brings out all his like big science weapons." And he's like, this is my, f- this is our family. We don't need anybody's help. I can beat this. We've beaten Dr. Doom before.
3: And uh, Reed Richards says, Victor's behavior is unthinkable. In the- oh. Oh. Name
1: drop. It sucks now. Why <laughs> is he coming after us with these
3: unscientific <laughs> means? Again, if he's using magic and you think magic is science, is this not scientific?
1: Like, I, I... well, Well, it's, it's because he hasn't used stuff like this before. Like, they were both, they were both men of science, Phil. Why would he stoop to this level?
2: But Ben even points out, like, he mentions this old bit of continuity that's weird, where he's like, You remember Franklin's nanny was a witch, right? <laughs> and Reed's like, I don't know what you're talking about. But, like, that was a thing. What's interesting, yeah, I, that was a thing. I
1: read some of um, Wade's Run, like, to build up to this, and he actually references stuff constantly of the old continuity, which I thought was really cool, because it gives you, like, insight into them being like, Oh, we've done this before. Like, before there are these people trying to trick Johnny, he's like, Well, I've, I've dealt with scrolls before. And there was one other yeah. thing, too, where Sue suggested something and he had to make sure that she was being mind controlled by the puppet master.
2: Mm.
1: And it's just like it's cute little stuff to be like, we, you know, there's been more to this world than just like what's going on right now in just this arc. I think that's that, I, important for for world building and all.
3: I,
0: I will say that's wh- that's why I I think Mark Wade is a great writer. Uh, Did you but, almost say Mark Millar? Did you almost <laughs> say Mark Millar? <laughs> Sorry, you dare
3: take take it he's, back. He's a good sign. Uh, Spit Mark, that out of your mouth. Those words.
0: Uh, Mark Mark Wade. Um, the, the writers I really love are usually the writers. You could tell they know all this history. Like, mm-hmm. they're not going to weave it all like into the plot. So it demands you have to know everything. But you could tell this guy uh, acknowledges that these characters have this long history. They acknowledge like. Uh Wade acknowledges that uh, uh Franklin had a nanny that was a witch. It's just that Reed is being a stubborn asshole. Like he acknowledges that. It's yep. not it's not a continuity hour. It's it's a part of uh Wade knows these characters and he's interweaving these Thing, aspects into the plot
2: and it yeah. never feels like shoehorned just to have a bunch of editorial notes and yeah, yeah. it's still it never gets in the way of the story yeah
0: and it's not showing off like James Robinson does James Robinson has characters show yeah. up and explain all their character history and it's like showing off like I know so much history like Wade brings it up when it's relevant like it's relevant that Reed is being so stubborn because he has all these magic elements in his past mm-hmm. But uh, it's only a brief thing just to mention like uh, being like Ben, like Ben being like, uh, really, you know, all the stuff.
2: Like we have examples here and we're like, fuck you. I, I don't know the stuff. I, I'm yeah. a smart science man. Because when a comic book writer does it well, I think it's like this where you're like, oh, that's really interesting. I'd be interested to read that whenever I'm done with this instead of like yeah. a bad writer that brings up continuity. We're like, I guess I have to go on Wikipedia right now because I don't know what the fuck's going yeah. on. It, it also yeah,
1: rewards man. you just for... Knowing your history, yeah, you are like, yeah. yeah, obviously, like it's it feels cool when it's brought up. Like, come on, yeah, the nanny was. I,
0: I, I was going to bitch because we bitched about the one end. I was going to bitch about the other end where uh they don't know anything about history. They don't really care about anything about history, like Bendis and they'll punish <laughs> you if you actually know history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, make... yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> that,
3: that's that's actually a, a big deal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, the the fast car gets crashed by Doom, and they have their. It, uh... it, they,
3: this is. They fly into a no-science bo- like bubble, and I'm like, god damn. It's like a magic aura around Latveria that kills science. <laughs> it's
0: like anti-magic field in d except anti-science no, it's, field. anti-science
3: field <laughs> doesn't make science. sense, okay? Fuck, you. Fuck maybe, you. Maybe it's like anti-electronics, <laughs> like circuit boards. No, it's not, though, because they, when fire doesn't work right here, Johnny Storm's like, for some reason, the well, fire doesn't work. powers
2: working. are created by cosmic radiation, which is science. It's just so dumb, because then like... <laughs> How do you breathe? How does
3: <laughs> how does some
0: gravity work? Like that's all what science. Are your how does magic do work? The with... thing is, it's just magic. Like ma- magic, I don't know how to explain shit. Like how does magic work? Yeah. Can you add logical rules to magic? The
3: yeah, place? Reed Richards,
0: you gotta let it go.
3: <laughs> I can't. I can't let it go. I can't. It's unthinkable for me.
0: <laughs> they, the team gets their ass kicked by Doctor Doom. He basically makes them like fight each other. Like they think they're winning, but turns out they're actually beating up Reed, not Doctor. Oh Doom. yeah, really
3: cool. I, that was really cool use of magic. Where as he's as the things about to punch Doctor Doom, he swaps teleport. Like he teleports into Reed Richards' spot and puts him there, so he gets punched in the face. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So then, then turns. Reed saying, "I think of something that could that could defeat him." And Reed's like, "No, it's unthinkable." No, he doesn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and this ends with Reed trying to think of a way to beat uh, Doom.
3: They do say here, like our our like Sue Storm's powers aren't working right either because of the anti anti science field, and then he and Doctor Doom even says like, "Come on, bring your science to fight me! Like use your your vaunted scientific brilliance."
0: I suppose the funny thing about Doom is, like, Doom, like, mocks free for all things he does. Like, re- re- um, uh, Doom mocks reef saying, you're too arrogant to me when you don't know something. uh you- You're you too-, too dumb to acknowledge the power of magic when he didn't acknowledge the power of magic
1: for decades. Yeah, Doom yeah. is,
2: like, the most projected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Which is why well, it's great, too, because he's, like, he says it with such, like, a, such a flaunt, and he says it with such, like, verbosity that it, he's yeah. so fun to just watch being an asshole. Zero self-reflection. Yeah, yeah
0: he, say, he says it, in fact, like, the, the, the conviction like uh, other writers will use for telling the audience something like about a character. Mm-hmm. Like, Mark, if Mark Millar wrote this, he, uh, Reed really would be this piece of shit that Doom accuses of him of. But since <laughs> Doom's saying it, uh, it is supposed to be ironic that Doom is uh, accusing Reed of all these things. If
1: Mark Millar wrote it, Valeria would be half of Doom's child.
0: Yeah, I'll <laughs> Yeah. So then um, he, he teleports uh, Valeria over to him and he's like, um, I got her. You got to send it to me or else I have your baby. And he's like, okay, you win. We can't beat you. Doom promises like, I, will, I won't hurt you. What was he promised exactly? He, that, he won't hurt them, I think. He promised that to Valeria.
3: Yeah, he said, I'm not going to hurt you.
2: Oh, also part of the part of the, while they're fighting, when he reads like "I have a big science gun," don't worry, and Doctor turns it into a bunch of fingers and eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, he
3: turns yeah. into flesh. Also, yeah. great, great line here where Reed's fighting and he's like, "The science does still work here. You can we can hear sound. Science still operates. It just has to
1: try harder." I'm like, <laughs> what, is, what, is, "What does that mean? Science? The science has to try harder here." And as they're fighting, uh. He, uh, Doom summons a bunch of golems to beat the thing down because he's like using brute force against things brute force. And they're just, as they're walloping him, they're breaking off like pieces of his rock exterior. And they can't win. So um, Doom holding Valeria says, Listen, he makes a portal and shows Franklin and Helen. And he's like, Listen, you guys surrender and I'll let your child go. And so, oh, yeah, yeah. That's- yeah. So they decide, like, Reed finally gives up and he surrenders. Because he says, on that. You have the
3: solemn word of Doom who always honors his promise. Yeah. But he doesn't you even
0: know. monkey paw he doesn't even monkey paw genie that he, he keeps, keeps holding Valeria after the kid is surrendered. Like, he lets no, he, he lets her go. He lets first. Franklin go.
1: No, no. He he says I'll let your child go, and then it shows him dropping Valeria to the ground, and then like he closes the portal with Franklin. And he's like Bargain oh. upheld.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, he does. Yeah. And, well, yeah, and yeah, then later on he
1: just holds her because who yeah. else is gonna hold her? <laughs>
2: uh one real quick, one other continuity note those golems that daryl mentioned are actually dr strange villains they're the mindless ones from dormammu's dark dimension oh yeah that's cool and it's just it's just they're from the stanley steve ditko dr strange and like those little things that like if you know magic in the Marvel universe that's really cool otherwise they're just golems it's fine Mm -hmm.
0: yeah yeah yeah, so then he takes him uh, sets forward to a stronghold. He has Bean, but Ben just gets beaten the, sh- the shit out of him by the... Yeah, the they're all being sword.
3: tortured, and his, and Ben's is literally just hang upside down by magic, and the golems sit there all day and punch him.
0: Yeah, there's like pools
3: of blood on the ground and teeth. Ugh.
0: Yeah, and he swaps uh, everyone's powers around, so now Sue is constantly on fire.
3: She's on fire, but not like in like a Johnny Storm like cool way. She's like on fire. <laughs> yeah, she's
0: like had, uh, screaming agony, and like Doom, Doom's holding Valeria saying, like, "Do you want to hold your mommy too bad?" She's burning it alive. Ha uh-huh. Like she's she, she taunting Valeria, and uh, so then he goes to read and exposes saying you're a piece of shit. Wait, the you bit. forgot
3: Johnny Storm is has stretchy powers, and he's being stretched like so he's being least. stretched to death. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah. like, there's like poles going through him. Mm. Uh, poles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all the poles going right through Johnny Storm. But um, he goes to read and reads like in, just in the box, and he's like saying. You have to watch where your friends suffer because you're a piece of shit you <laughs> yeah. want to admit that your uh science has failed uh he and then so now i'll leave you in this place full of all these magic books and i'll know you'll never figure it out i, uh, I, love, that. He tell, I love that he tells so him
2: much.
1: that you can figure it out like you can learn magic on your own but you have to accept magic in order to like to learn how to get out of there and stuff which so he, he leaves him in with.
3: a literally a magic library that has yeah. all the books it's like I, everything i learned i learned from these books so like if you want I'll give you a chance to Lord magic and come fight me.
2: <laughs> and the, the, the way Waringo shows the passage of time, I really like it, where Reed's walking around the library with a candle, and then he's like reading a book and reading a scroll and reading another book and then another book. And and the candle's as, going, going yeah, down. Yeah, the candle is just like dissolving and melting. And like, that's just, to me, it's a very effective way on another almost textless page of showing that he's been here for a long ass time. Yeah. I love
3: the, the, what Reed says here. He goes, he knows. That's why he put me in here. He knows. I thought he was going to say, like, I can't read or something. Because <laughs> I'm like, the book should explain it. But he says, I can't understand any of this.
0: Yeah. And so as he's, like, defeated, uh, the the flame of the candle forms text saying, knowledge isn't everything to be continued or to be concluded, rather, in issue 500. Yeah. And, uh,
1: real quick, before we jump to that, I just want to read this little dialogue from Doom, because I, like, I talk about how much I love this haughty voice, but he says, like, to this when he's talking to Reed Richards, through like, this little tiny window in the door, he says, Your problem, Richards, is your unquenchable vanity. You are the center of your universe. In your unmitigated arrogance, you carry around an eternal sense of entitlement that is wholly undeserved, and yet so fundamental to your sense of self that you're constantly willing to put everyone around you at risk to attain whatever goals strike your fancy. This is a man who, in the first
3: issue, called himself God and wore someone else's skin to achieve his own goals.
2: (laughs) He's talking about entitlement. He made himself a king. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fine with
1: you. Okay, so there's the flame on the ground that says knowledge isn't everything. And what happens is a bunch of books start swirling around. And Doctor Strange starts pulling, like, the astral projection of Doctor Strange starts pulling himself out of the book. And he needs read to speak an incantation. And, like, he does. And Doctor Strange comes out and's like, "Wow, you've done like well for your for your first spell, not knowing anything." And he's like, "What?" He says,
3: yeah. "Your voice isn't sound waves." <laughs> yeah. Like, like, how does this work scientifically? Has
0: has no one ever talked to him through his telepathy before? Yeah, that's kind of a, a stretch. I, w- I will say though one stretch. thing. Stretch. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I will say one thing I like about the story. Uh, it brings a lot. Like, it has a lot of. Familiar elements for if you read a lot of Marvel comics, it's like familiar but used in a new way. Because there was a Fantastic Four story where Doctor Strange had to show up with his astral projection to save the Fantastic Four just through like giving them advice and stuff. And there was this whole story echoes another Fantastic Four story called Doomsday, where Doctor Doctor Doom got the powers of the Silver Surfer. Mm. And it's very reminiscent of that story in a lot of ways, especially in how it concludes. But it, it feels like a very much trying to be the not definitive, like the prototypical Doctor Doom versus Reed Richards story, where it's at the end of the day, it's Reed has to figure out something about Doctor Doom who seems unstoppable, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, and here uh, it's pretty, it's pretty much the, the exact same idea. So if you if you d- don't know these characters, you will read the story, you and you will get this relationship perfectly just through the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so basically, Strange says, "I can't. I'll help teach
1: you." how to, like, use magic and stuff, and hopefully we'll be able to stop him. And first we need to, like, teleport you out of here so you can free my body, because I'm, like, obviously I could probably be doomed.
0: Yeah, he's being humped by MSED moments.
1: So he he teleports. <laughs> Reed speaks an in incantation, he teleports, and he accidentally, like, teleports into the street and gets hit by a car. And Reed Reed starts yelling at Doctor Strange's, like, projection, which no one else, like, everyone around him just thinks he's being, like, a jerk and crazy. You also forgot when he's trying to teach him spells
3: before they teleport. He like Reed Richards can't do it, because he's like, it's like a formula, and he's like, no, it's not, it's not science. Yeah. And he's like, but it's uh the symmetrical exactitude to the hand gesture. He's like, nope, it's not science. Remember, <laughs> this is magic, not science. Yep.
2: <laughs> and it's classic New York, because he teleports to these guys, and they're like, are you okay? Then he yells at Dr. Strange, and they're all like, yeah, fuck you too, buddy!
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was suppo- I'm walking he here. He was supposed to teleport into <laughs> Dr. Strange's later, but he's still not, like, getting and understanding what he needs to do. He really struggles with the
3: magic thing somehow because, like, he keeps trying to read it, but they're like, "No, you have to read it, but not care about if it's exact or not." Like, you, you have, have to believe, believe. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, uh, Doctor Doom makes a comment to Valeria, the baby, that I'm going to wear Reed Richards' skin.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I was like, oh, "God, okay.
0: Valeria, I don't, uh, Valeria must be fucked up in the fucking head." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hopefully, she doesn't remember this.
3: Doesn't matter. That stuff, I think, forms you anyway. Yeah.
1: So anyway, I think I think he's like he's trying to like free them. Yeah. And ca- he casts a spell and then doom suddenly knows that uh, like reads out and that um he figures out that strange is helping him. Yeah. In-,
3: in Marvel can you just like ca- like just chant things and the spell happens like that? Like he he's doing st- for someone who's never done magic, and doesn't believe in it. He does pretty <laughs> powerful magic just by like reading a book really quick. Maybe. <laughs> I don't well, know. Well, it's,
0: but, but, it's like, but it's like not going the way he wants it to. It's zapping people across the world. (laughs) The more weird thing is that that what he gets later on uh, Doctor Strange gets taken out by Doom as, as Doom steps on Doctor Strange's body. And he gets a trinket that gives him magic words, and like just by saying magic words, it does effects. Yeah.
1: So th- this was like the this was the weird part, and this is when I was rereading this, where I was like, I wish there was a better solution to this, because Strange gives him a talisman. And he says, "You just need to have the magic words." So reads like magic words, "Elkazam, uh, Abracadabra." And he's like, "Come on, operate, do something. I can't make it function." They goes. I'm an idiot. And it suddenly operates and, like, fires off a bullet. So...
0: And, and that, yeah. That's the magic word. It's him saying I'm an idiot. Yeah. So, <laughs> so
1: Doom shows up to fight him, and Reed just uh, starts blasting him with this thing, basically being like, I don't understand anything. You're right. Like, I'm I'm stupid. I, I can't get... A, I don't...
3: It's a slide trinket.
0: It's I was like, just I'm about to say, it's shit. a slide <laughs>
1: trinket. Yeah. I'm a fucking
3: asshole, and it just powers up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Meanwhile, Dr. Doom teleported to, like, Times Square and is hunting Reed Richards, and some guy... Is like, hey, get out of the road, asshole! And he turns him into a giant slug monster. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And he he says, because he's holding Valeria, it's like, pay them no mind, they are not your future. Doom is. And so they, they fight in the town and like the rest of the
0: fantastic yeah he frees all them by just saying he's an asshole all over <laughs> over.
1: Yeah. they join in and they start like collaborating him and being him up and burning him
0: that's why that's one of the weaknesses of the story is like the the, the whole uh magic trinket thing is mostly just to set up so they have a big fight because it's not yeah. crucial to the finale of the story really the, the match i guess it is crucial for the thematic of the thematic uh development but like the having this trinket that says I, i'm a piece of shit see I was thinking in the reverse that
1: this is like the Deus Ex Machina device where it's like yeah. here's something
0: where as long as you say you're stupid, it'll
1: shoot lasers that destroy magic and and it's so core them. to this like idea like as lo- he's like
3: ah oh, I just have to every time I think about how I was wrong and I I magic is real magic is real and I can yeah. have power <laughs> like it's like, the- it's like literally the the, the the core conflict between science and magic
0: it's like every time he gives in it it, it
3: makes him win. Mm-hmm.
0: But I don't know what to call it, but basically it's like a, a plot device to make him realize a character moment mm. rather than being a clever way to resolve the plot. Because there is a clever way to resolve the plot, like using Doom's arrogance against yes, himself. Which
1: but. happens at the very end, like after they're fighting and uh, Reed, like even with a, a fake like middle piece barring his mouth, he's able to think that I don't know everything and still blast Doom into this house. And at the end, uh, I think it's Doctor Strange's house. Because they, yeah, they were Stone. looking at, like, the demons there. Yeah. Because Dr. Strange was talking about how Franklin's held by these demons that gave Doom the power. And so they go into the house and Reed says, like, you don't even have this power. This this power isn't yours or anything. This was given to you by someone else. And it's like, ha, ah, Doom is indebted to no one. He, he says unthinkable. <laughs> <laughs> and so Reed throws him the stuff where, like, the the little window into the demons and they can see through it so they're like oh really like you're not indebted to us so then they grab him and drag him into hell and (laughs) johnny flies in real quick and they're they're able to grab franklin out and dr strange oh yeah oh yeah dr strange got sent to hell that's right yeah (laughs) yep and they they all escape but before they do that doom pretty much touches reed's face and gives him like this really horrific ugly scar Yeah. yeah It looks like his face is melting. It's like a ha Because he says,
3: I'll, I'll, I'm, Reed Richard says, I'm going to spend the rest of my life forgetting you. And he's like, "He, my sweet prince, he touches like, his face. He's yeah. like, no, you won't. Yeah, he says, think yeah. again. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and, and that's like, why I'm sorry. I should have listened to you. I made a mistake. And Reed's like, "You're lying," and he's like, "Oh yeah, fuck you." <laughs> and, 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 and that's why
0: I was comparing this to Doomsday because Doomsday was uh he, he just thinks about the source of Doctor Doom's powers being sort of surface cosmic magic versus magic, his actual magic in this story. And he find he thinks about the sources of powers and uses that against uh Doctor Doctor uh, Doctor Doom. And here he does the same way because he get uh, Doctor Doom's source of uh, powers here is these three demons so like in, in the end it's really doom's arrogance that doesn't mean and but mm-hmm. so does that cheapen the, the the little trinket that makes him realize i'm dumb no i, or I, I it... thought
1: the trinket itself was dumb i was like this is a cool way to do it because you're using an established thing w- that was made a while ago where it's like doom's like these demons gave me power but i don't care about them and this yeah. is turning the demons against him to be like well you yeah.
0: know Yes, yeah, cool. so that, that's why yeah. I felt. Well, that's why I felt I didn't like the trinket. I, I felt like Yeah, I didn't. I, yeah, I, I, didn't
3: I, I, I agree. I, I thought not. I thought like the whole resolution of the science versus magic thing. Like not only was it irking me from the very first issue the way <laughs> they, they they frame it, uh-huh. but like it doesn't even resolve in like a meaningful way for me. No, like th- does he really? Like believe in magic now, or is he just like he calls himself an asshole over and over, and like he gets the he gets the clobber doom a
0: little? my thoughts on that depend more on like what happens next with Reed. I don't know uh,
2: does Reed become more magic? uh, It's not that he becomes more magic, but this is less magic racist. I don't know what you call it. (laughs) This is he doesn't get more magic, but this whole run, I don't expect more magic,
0: but more like I I'm not as arrogant about science. Open
3: minded.
2: Yeah, well, this be. begins the long development of humbling Reed more that he goes through for the next, like, 15 years in Marvel.
0: Hmm. Reed was a character, we should recover. Reed was a character that was always right, never wrong, through most of his existence,
1: yeah. Because so, like, I, I really wish we had enough time to do the next. The next two issues are interesting because it's about Franklin being traumatized by going to hell. Like he has to see a therapist <laughs> as his mom. Yeah, his mom takes him out like to a boardwalk and he doesn't want to talk to like anyone. And he ends up freaking out when like there's people s- cr- surrounding them and crowding them because they're like, "Oh, Fantastic Four, can you give me a th- like a signature." And it's because he sees everyone else's demons. And that 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 story. It's like a two parter. Is about Coming to terms with that, parents can't protect their kids from everything, even if they want to try. That's interesting. That's why I really enjoy about Wade stuff. It's not just like, well, now after going to hell, like, ah, like how how are you doing, Franklin, and all this stuff. It's like it, it does like scar these people. And, and after this, Reed gets he starts to like lose his mind, and he decides to take over varia in Doom's place since he's in hell now.
3: I think that's an interesting idea, but I, I feel like once you go down that path, like. Most people in comics, video games, all media actually would not like. No one would mentally be able to handle the stuff that they do. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. wouldn't they all have PTSD and be in therapy well, for the rest? Well, of their yeah, lives?
1: That, that's why it has to like at the end of the issue, it explores the idea, but it resolves with a like, oh, I'm healing from this and I'll be like fine, so that this can be completely <laughs> forgotten in a year, kind of a thing. That's that, it's that, comics. That,
0: that, yeah, that's the interesting thing is a lot of times comics do touch upon are realistic human emotions, but at the end of the day, even the way that they handle those emotions are superhuman in a sense. Because, yeah. like, like no one... Like, uh, think about how much PTSD you get just by going to Iraq or something like that. Yeah. And, like, how that'll affect your life forever. If you had to fight demons on a regular <laughs> basis... If, you fight, if you've if not fought demons, galactic overlords, uh, fucking, like, inhumans <laughs> from, the, from yeah, moon, that. Yeah, people that torture
1: you forever kind of a deal. Yeah.
3: yeah. Like, that's not one of those things that you're like, uh oh, give me one one hour a week of therapy, I'll be good in a year. Yeah. It's
1: like... And also, it also does like a, a cool thing in the next issue where Reed, Johnny's like, hey, let's try and do this. They, they take a time machine. It's like, want to go back in time and shoot Dr. Doom so this never <laughs> happens to your family?
0: It, it will be it'll be interesting if like that was a common thing in comics if they acknowledge that everyone has a therapist like all the time because that's the thing like people in real life have if you're like if you're an actor or a comedian like most of them have like 70 percent of comedians i think have therapists like i think like 100 percent of a superiors have a therapist probably <laughs> yeah
2: uh, mark white actually explores trauma and dealing with it like often in his work because like mm-hmm. his flash run deals a lot with it his daredevil run is all about like Matt's mental illness
1: and my favorite irredeemable about Superman that goes insane and kills people is about that. It's like how much can you deal with until you snap? The
2: problem is there's just not as many writers that are as good as Mark Wade as there should be. Yeah. So did you guys enjoy this? Would you read more? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've read Wade's Fantastic Four like three times, okay.
1: so yes. <laughs> yeah, and I, I read more – I actually read this on a whim because when we read the Fantastic Four story for the Stan Lee, I, this is what made me go and read it because I'm like, I, I kind of wanted to see if this holds up. And it did. I was happy. There were
3: things about it that, like, irked me here yeah, and there. Yeah, and like And, like, it wasn't my favorite thing I've ever read, but I, I enjoyed it, and there were a lot of things I really liked about it, like – I thought the whole first issue where he's like like, he wears his skin at the end. I'm like that was I did not see that coming.
0: Uh,
3: (laughs) The the hell stuff I thought was interesting switching their powers and
0: yeah yeah it has good twists and I think it has a the story has very good momentum. You want to see what happens next especially when Doom is torturing them and
3: you want the magic's cool. Like I said, I like the teleportation. I like using the kid as a familiar and like Mm -hmm. looking through her eyes. That kind of there's a lot of really cool ideas in it.
2: Yep, cool. So join our Facebook group, Oops talk divisive issues, or our Discord links in the show notes. Or the Flying Machine Network Facebook group, and it's Flying Machine Explorers Guild, and let us know. And I also want to plug Stranger Still this week. They did two recent episodes that I really liked, one about summer blockbusters and, like, why they started, and the one before that was about Hollow Earth, one of my favorite theories that makes no sense at all. (laughs) And that was really fun, so definitely check that out. I heard that's more
1: logical than Flat Earth.
2: It is. (laughs) Te- technically, yes. But Ask Andrew it's... Jackson; he'll he'll back <laughs> me up.
3: Yeah, that's who
1: you and... want in your corner, Andrew Jackson. Yeah, you
2: know what? He'll kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys have been doing a thing, right? You should talk about it.
0: Oh, oh, you be- oh yeah, we're doing RPG <laughs> crits. We're doing Twitch streams every. Right now, we're doing it every two weeks. Uh, we have no such schedule; we just whenever we have uh, free time. But if you want to check out our Twitch channel. It's gonna change, so I'm not gonna give you it. But we, <laughs> we, we're gonna change it like a month. Or two it's a secret.
1: Send us an email. What you think it is?
0: <laughs> just go. Just go to the, the Facebook chat. and You'll see us post. We do
1: um,
3: NES D games right now, mm-hmm. and we're gonna continue doing other RPGs um, just to see how different games handle, you know, the the tabletop mechanics we all love. Yeah,
0: we're gonna analyze just RPG mechanics, uh, like how they compare to different video games. The, one, the first two we've done are action RPGs, and Daryl does a lot of great insight because he's a video game guy about how video games uh, force you to track their enemies, about uh, having no patterns makes the game very dull, and those other ideas. Yeah, I- I'm are, the
1: one name-dropping things now. Where I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, uh, Legend of Zelda 2. Yes. Yeah. Adventure <laughs> No one's ever heard of that before. Yeah. yeah I'd beat that It's obscure titles. Even yeah. i have played. Yeah, that. Yeah, sure, Ryan. <laughs> like, I believe you on anything you beat yeah, anymore.
3: Yeah, you beat Punch-Out, right? Be okay, punch no, out. I
2: actually beat Zelda 2. Lies. Yeah. God, that last maze is so fucking hard, though. But whatever. It's besides the point.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, so the, the Twitch channel will be called RPG Crits, but not if you're listening to this immediately after, because it, it takes months to reset your name, and I just recently <laughs> re- re- changed it. <laughs> okay. So it will be RPG Crits. Yes.
2: Cool.
1: Good plug.
0: Oh, yeah, thank you all for listening. I've been the fucking asshole, I've been a piece of shit. Oh, hope it's my magic powers are working now.
2: I've been the flesh that makes up Daryl's armor.
1: I can't understand any of this! And I've been unthinkable.
0: Stink on the way. I give
2: you the incredible flying machine!
0: Everyone ready? Yes. Okay. I wanna make sure before after clicking I'm okay. ready. Okay. Hello and welcome to not DM at all, sorry. <laughs> Hello and welcome to not RPG crits, goddamn <laughs> Hello and welcome to divisive Issues, the foul Mouse both for combo podcast.